0: Welcome to The Nix, where we talk about pop culture until we can't stand it anymore, and we nix it. I'm Justin Hartung. And I'm Fanny Darling. As always, a quick warning, there might be spoilers for anything we talk about on this podcast, but we always do our best to let you know that they're coming. This week, just in time for Pride, we're talking about Disclosure, a new Netflix documentary about trans representation, co-produced and starring Orange is the New Black's fabulous Laverne Cox.
1: Spoiler alert, the representation has mostly sucked.
0: as always a plea to rate and review us on apple's podcast app or wherever you're able to do such things uh yeah we appreciate it thank you let us know what you think uh talk about this week's topic all the good stuff just communicate with us that's connect that's the thing connect
1: with us yeah. we're all reaching out right now because uh, we want to pop- hide under rocks
0: exactly I'd, we'd rather talk to you than hide under rocks uh what did you do in pop culture this
1: week me, what did I do in pop culture this week? Um, I watched a lot of dark shit. Uh, I watched HBO's reboot or origin story. I don't know what the hell it is. It's <laughs> a, it's basically, hey, we have this cool dark story about a private detective, but we want people to watch it. So let's say it's about Perry Mason, shall we? Yay! So if they hadn't said that, it would have still been the same show and it would have been just as good as it is. Um Look, it's set in the 30s, so it's got the best clothes in the world and, you know, the gritty atmosphere. Seven minutes in, there's a Fatty Arbuckle stand-in whose dick is flapping in the wind. And I mean that as literally as I can say it. Um, <laughs> this is like the gritty Perry Mason was a guy who worked, who owned a dairy farm and had really skinny cows. And so he became a private detective to feed those cows. And also, he lived next door to a, a f- an airport, like a private airport, and slept with one of the women in the airport. And it's one of the funniest sex scenes I've seen on HBO in a long time, though. <laughs> so <laughs> check that out, because it's funny. John Lithgow is in this. Matthew Rhys plays, plays the titular character. I just like saying tit- titular. It's a fun yeah. word. Yeah. Uh, Tatiana Maslani from Orphan Black is in this, and I adore her. She's going to be... Uh, Basically, the Amy Simple McPherson stand-in, and that's the second Amy Simple uh, McPherson's st- uh, character this year because they had one on City of Angels, the that horrible Penny Dreadful thing that I gave up on.
0: Sorry, uh, what is a simple Amy? Amy what?
1: Simple McPherson was the evangelist that disappeared in the thirtieth. In the thirties, she was like she had she was like super bleach bond incredibly pro- popular, and. I can't remember if she like walked into the ocean and then nobody ever saw her again, but she, she very famously disappeared. Okay. And, uh, and there have been two basic caricatures of her now in two different, uh, one on Showtime and one on HBO, two different properties. And, but I think I'm going to like Tatiana the Maslany's better because that penny dreadful thing, I had to walk away. That was terrible. <laughs> um, Perry Mason is good. It's well-written. It's incredibly well-acted. It has, you know, uh, Shay Wiggum, who is, like, basically at this HBO's go-to if you want to have an asshole but also kind of make him likable guy. You know? It's not... It, I'm going to keep watching it. I haven't watched the second episode because it dropped last night and I'm closing out my school year. And, um, um
0: also coming up later in the season i have to add somebody that i went to high school with and did plays with forte rodriguez uh, oh forte uh, i'm excited he's a bailiff um so shout out to forte i'm gonna send you this link and make you listen to this because we're talking about you and he's Sweet. Really a great guy and, and i love that
1: that's so awesome and it is a good show so good for him uh i i am happy with it i don't understand why it's a perry mason property but you do what you got to do to get the people to get the butts in the seats. Go for it. Totally. I watched, um, scandalous. That's a national Enquirer um, documentary huh. about basically, well, it starts out just kind of being the, the history of the national Enquirer, And then it goes into how they started being, com- becoming super corrupt when they got into politics and the, you know, the stormy Daniels stuff and all of that. and, how they made catch and kill a thing, you know, catch the story, kill it, pay it off. Uh, I'm watching it's, that. It's interesting. It's very that good. Great. It's, yeah. It's really, really good. I also watch, watched, watched uh, a coward bully victim, which is the Ro- Roy Cohn documentary on HBO. And I'm so fucking embarrassed that I, I knew he was involved with McCarthy and, and he and he had sat with McCarthy I don't know how I didn't know that he had prosecuted the Rosenbergs.
0: Oh, right, right.
1: I, I've seen Angels in America. I know he's a character in that. <laughs> I, I don't know who I thought the old woman, like, shaming him in the bed was. But, man, it never – I never clicked that he yeah. had basically killed Ethel and Julius Rosenberg. And that's a big part of this documentary is exp- you know bringing out and exposing what he did to have – to make sure that they were executed, and uh, it's directed by the granddaughter of Julius and Ethel Rosenberg. And also, uh, so it's got a um, slant, but right.
0: I mean, a fair slant. I'm guessing it,
1: it absolutely <laughs> has a fair slant. I mean, but if you're doing a, Ro- a Roy Cohen, doc- Cohen documentary and you're interviewing John Waters, you have a slant. <laughs> True. And the slant and it- is Fanny wants to hug John Waters before she dies. It's a goal.
0: Uh, he's mean. I've made him. I don't care. before. Don't don't try it. Um, I don't care. But he He'll also he also defended Roy Cohn um, defended Trump right in the eighties. Oh yeah, he that, was like,
1: part of. We cannot that,
0: say enough times.
1: No, he he he's. This goes into all of. He helped Trump get so much of his real estate stuff done. He. I feel like he was very much a um, kind of a, like. Showed Trump how to be this crappy, like, don't pay any of your bills. He had no credit cards. He had nothing in his name. He put everything in his uh, uh, his law firm's name so that he never, and he walked out on every bill and then threatened people. Very much the, the playbook that Trump uses to this day. Um, now, the name of the movie comes from his panel in the AIDS quilt, which says, Coward, Bully, Victim. Oh, wow. Um yeah and it, he was also closeted gay uh, which is John Waters talks about when he was at um uh Rhode Island what's like can I think of the town Newport Newport thank you um, or is that the beach one where they have the mansions and yep. the, yeah. So he had a house there and, and, uh, John Waters was, he was like, he would come to town and I'd tell him my friends who owned the bars, don't let him in here. He's a fucking asshole. And, and, but he'd be doing Coke in the bathroom and the, the producers asked him, well, did you ever do Coke with him? He said, I would not put my nose, my nostril on a straw that had had broy Cohn's nostril <laughs> on it. Okay,
0: I'm watching both these documentaries. I'm very excited. Thank you. These are good. It,
1: it's, it's really good and very interesting. You know, I mean, each one has a little bit of Jesus Christ, how did we get here-ness to it? But they were both very good. Nice. Did a couple of um, just I'm sitting on the couch crocheting rewatches. Um, Parker, my son, my son is a bisexual trans child who had never seen Mommy Dearest. So I put on Mommy Dearest. This movie does not age well
0: i yeah i've i've never been a huge yeah
1: it's, like it's the, not a good movie. gay in the room yeah like. exactly it's like it's one of those things that must be endured you have to know it because it's the history and somebody yeah. is gonna scream no wire hangers <laughs> at you and you have to understand what to do and what you should do at that point is turn around and go don't fuck with me fellas and, it's like
0: when they put the <laughs> fire ants on the like indigenous like tribes like armed to sort of enter yes. into adulthood it's yeah that's yeah you watch
1: around. mommy dearest so that you know how to come back because if you don't say don't fuck with me fellas then they'll know you haven't seen it and you move on also
0: it's so poorly acted it is i know Faye Dunaway is Faye Dunaway's yeah,
1: fine but diana whatever her name is, oh, yeah, is i don't know bad. who directed her but yeah
0: Faye Dunaway though is sort of the Joan Crawford of her time. Like exactly, there is a weird, like slightly better, like crazy methody thing to her, but she's also kind of not that different than Joan Crawford, who's not
1: exactly. A great we also rewatched the musical Adam Shankman directed version of Hairspray. Good. I had kind of it's. I mean, it's. I've always loved it. I love that musical anyway. I love the original of the John Waters original. But it's also, a, it's about, you know, fighting for integration. And uh, so it was this sort of lighthearted, but also very sweet. The songs really resonated with us and, and it was fun to sit and watch it. I recommend going back and. and I don't think and,
0: I've ever seen the, mo- the the second movie. So I'm going to The, do the
1: musical? Maybe. Oh. I mean, I've only
0: seen the John Waters version. Yeah. yeah watch
1: so. the musical. It's real. Yeah. it's really fun. And James Marster's. Marsden is so fun in it, even though he's got, he plays Corny Collins. He has a small role, but he's just loving it up so much. Uh, I watched uh, with, with Layla, my friend Layla uh, last night, I got them into um, dead to you. So we watched the first he's the, the first season of that. So also a Marsden thing, but, um, and I watched a handful of search party episodes on HBO max. This think? is kind of compulsively watchable because I really like uh Shawkat, but yeah. and it's it's I would have gone well in last week's topic about good shows about terrible people. Right. I will continue to watch this, but it's not great. I mean, it the people aren't great. You
0: know? I've heard it changes a lot from season to season, and that I'm, made me a little so. more intrigued. I am it's sort kind of, of like an evolution the- of getting more horrible, and I was like, right. "Oh, that's interesting."
1: <laughs> right, and I'm hooked into the mystery, so I'm going to keep watching it. But I, it's I can't recommend seeking it out. I wanted it to be way better than it was, and yes. I have a nix. I mean, if anyone wants to know,
0: yeah, nix us. We haven't done one in a while. We're trying okay. to be so nice lately. Quibby,
1: first off, I nix your fucking name. <laughs> Quick bites, fuck off, all right? Secondly, I, f- I nix your whole entire idea of, oh, I have to have 15 minutes or less things on my- only on my fucking phone. It's,
0: a it's coronavirus. okay, you're already- you All the time in the world.
1: Yeah. You're <laughs> like, we yeah, want you've also- content. Exactly. Also, you're <laughs> crashing and burning. Like four thousand people, 4 million people signed up for free and even before, when you couldn't hand them free content, they still only have like 100,000 subscribers. So they're fucking everything up. But the way they're going to get all these subscribers back is to have famous people reenact the princess bride in 15 (laughs) minute or less scenes. These people include Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. And I nix this idea and I hate it. And I don't care if Rob Reiner is going to do it too. I don't care how much money they backed up to his garage and dumped in his lab. I I am so offended by this. (laughs) I am upset. I'm horrified.
0: So, wait, is it? Uh, I have to be sort of probing here. Is it the concept? Is it the movie they're doing? Or yeah, you don't touch the Princess
1: Bride. It's, okay. it's you don't tr- touch the fucking Princess Bride.
0: What if they did Mommy Dearest?
1: that's fine that would be funny i would watch that i would subscribe for that shit (laughs) i want to see sophie turner beat joe jonas with a hanger yelling (laughs) no wire hangers ever and then say bring me the axe i want to see that fair enough i don't this this mm, i'm angry what do you do in pop culture, Justin?
0: Well, first of all, I co-sign your Quibi next. Just I can't say enough about like the worst possible timing. I don't know anything about the Quibi content, but the whole concept is just there's only that.
1: one show that I've heard about that I want to watch, and it has Titus from um, the un- Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and it's called like something Meals. And they basically throw a plate of food at the contestants and then the contestants have to figure out from the food that's on them what the meal is and recreate no, it.
0: No, no, <laughs> This is the problem right here. <laughs> this is why As they I hate us. As I said us. it out
1: loud. <laughs> I hated myself.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, this is why they hate us used to refer to like the joke about like terrorists. This is why they hate us. Now it just refers to ourselves.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah. I take <laughs> and, it back. I don't want to watch that show. Right. What'd you do? <laughs> uh,
0: speaking of hating myself, I watched the Eurovision Song ca- Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. Uh, This is a movie that I guess was supposed to come out this year. I probably even talked about it on the preview from last year. It's a Will Ferrell, uh, Rachel McAdams starring um, story about Eurovision. I've talked about Eurovision on this podcast. The crazy, ridiculous uh, sort of pan-European battle of the songs that was basically the inspiration for American Idol. It usually involves uh, batshit crazy terrible kind of pop songs, but also has, you know, bizarre moments of like um, weird, like ukulele yodeling stuff. Like it really varies in all the music world. I mean, it it is, it's kind of amazing to watch. Um, It also is this sort of micro or macro political sort of reading of Europe for any particular year. I used to go watch this uh, contest every year in the Estonian uh, house in manhattan with my finnish friends and there was always kind of Finns and estonians and scandinavians in there and it was lovely and we ate really like weird cheap sausage dishes uh i i just have a crazy fondness for all the cheesy glamour and wonder that is the eurovision song contest it was where abba got its start you may have heard of abba i i have um, heard of abba <laughs> um and most recently my most famous uh my most favorite uh eurovision song winner was uh, finland's lordy which is a satanic uh like hair metal band basically but in favor of christianity it's like hair metal christian christian band uh this is it's
1: crazy you made that up that's not. no a thing. <laughs> i
0: will post this in the twitter link uh it is Fairly glorious. Uh, and there's definitely a Lordy analog in Eurovision's On Contest, uh, the Netflix movie. This movie is, I, it, it will not hit most people where they live. It's it heart hit tongue me nip. Right where I live. Uh, my husband basically yeah. posted something saying, I have not seen my husband giggle as much in a million years. And I just could not stop giggling. I, I saw will that Feral. when he
1: posted it, and it made me so happy that. I knew that you were happy and you have been looking forward to this movie for a while. You've <laughs> talked about it before and like, it had had, some sort of forgot about it. Yeah. It, no, it had some crazy trailer that you were into. And, <laughs> and so I was so excited that it carried through for you because we yeah. all deserve some sort of <laughs> happiness in this Corona nonsense.
0: Yeah, it is very sweet. It is very silly. I sort of love that. Will, uh, Will Ferrell is sort of now underplaying his, insanity and just putting it into his projects and his scripts. But when he's in the movies, he actually sort of underplays. Um, There's also something so queer about this movie and so queer embracing, which is a big part of the Eurovision Song Contest. There have been like trans like winners there have been, you know, sort of out gay winners. It's obviously super diverse sort of like ethnically and the, the movie really celebrates that without ever really looking down on it it's sort of like a eurovision satire that also punches up and it is glorious for that and i think it may randomly end up on my movies of the year i keep saying it's gonna end up on movie of the year
1: yeah, like you to in- have like a hundred things in i know movie movies it's, of the been year.
0: A, it's been a good year or because we can't the leave the fucking house <laughs> exactly <laughs>
1: um speaking are of we other- watching the scary movie soon this week or what
0: what scary movie? The You Should Have Left. Oh. <laughs> the
1: Kevin Bacon thing.
0: I think it's already out on. It's crazy... on demand. We'll have
1: to. No, like we'll like have to box.
0: buy it. Yeah, yeah it's 20 bucks. It's not bucks. We great have reviews, to but we'll try it. I
1: know, but we have to yeah. go in on.
0: <laughs> sure. There's nothing else. We would have seen it on our AMC list. That's right. So we might as well go see it now.
1: We've already saved over a hun- almost $100 on our AMC exactly. um. Uh, Dues.
0: <laughs> that's that's the new calculation right rather than yep. how much you would have saved if you
1: paid for those movies
0: it's how much you're not paying for the for the yep for
1: sort of well they're pushing everything also that's also some some amc and news uh they the news. are not gonna do it doesn't look like they're gonna do july now because they're pushing everything to august so.
0: Tenant keeps getting pushed back uh, a couple other things got
1: pushed back so
0: yeah it's uh i don't think milan's officially been pushed back but i'm sure it will oh
1: i think it did actually I thought, uh, yeah, okay. I think so. And we are something... not going to the
0: movies yeah. for a while here. Um.
1: <laughs> I would very much like for Bill and Ted to be my first return to the movies. Oh, I love that. August 20th, 2020. I would, I... I would wear a mask and a, like a, like a, like one of those body wraps and stuff <laughs> for, for Bill and Ted. I, my time hop today handed me a, uh, like a panel cartoon and it was two characters and they say, Oh, we've, we've, We've jumped to a new dimension. Where are we? And someone says, I'll check. And they yell to somebody in the crowd, you know, who's the president? And they say, Keanu Reeves. (laughs) And he turns to his friend and he says, We're staying here.
0: Let's root for that. The trailer was a little, like, meh, but I don't care. I hope we get there, and I will gladly, if you and I can just go sit there with our masks on, and we're six feet away from people, which I think is doable in that theater that we'd like to do. I think go to. so, especially in those big um, seats,
1: if we can yeah. go in the ones with the big seats. Yeah,
0: I'm not too worried, and we'll go, like, at a first screening or something. Yep. We'll, I will yeah. do
1: it for Keanu and Alex Winter.
0: And for this podcast, damn it, for you listeners. <laughs>
1: Alex Winter stole my uh, cousin's girlfriend in high school. <laughs> and Adam was mad that. about it till the day he died. <laughs> And Keanu Reeves was one of my first loves. So you I will be
0: there. Have weird celebrity stories that just keep on coming. I'm just like, what? <laughs>
1: How have I not
0: heard this one?
1: <laughs> yeah. Adam went to school without, Al- I'd met Alex Winters several times because yeah. they were friends. And Adam was always just, he's like, I don't understand. He's got dumb hair and he's short. How come all the girls think he's like so hot? I'm like, cause he's got charisma oozing out of his toes. His
0: hair is weird. <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll, I'll go yeah that. no adam was quite horrified that, that <laughs> he had weird hair and yet all the girls really liked him i went on the big dipper with alex winter nice the That's giant amazing. dipper sorry yeah nice
0: santa cruz yeah
1: yeah because yeah, uh they would uh, adam and matt both went to santa cruz high schools so they always knew somebody that worked down at the boardwalk and my aunt and uncle's uh Bed and breakfast was walking distance from the boardwalk. So when I would go down and visit, they would take me down after hours in the boardwalk and they would just let me run through the Big Dipper for, you know, 20 minutes or whatever.
0: Right. And
1: one night, Alex Winter was there with Adam and I got to go on the giant dipper with Alex Winter.
0: Horrifying roller
1: coaster for those of you out there. Like- <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're pretty sure you're going to die the whole yeah. time. Yep. <laughs> it's in um, both the Lost Boys and us. Yes. that that yeah. That roller coaster.
0: Uh, back to comedies that i've been watching what we do in the shadows uh the tv adaptation of do you the, like it i love it okay i've only have watched, you
1: watched the movie yet
0: no but okay I, we have
1: the movie on our amazon so, so you i'm watch hearing
0: it. mixed things some people are like if you like the show now just finish the show and the movie is good but it's more of a sketch for the show
1: now, the That's, movie is better. Th- I, I like the show. I got nothing against the show. I really like yeah. the show. The movie is so fucking good. The movie, I right. love, the movie is the reason I like the show, because the movie is so good. The guy that plays, and I'm forgetting the character's
0: name, the main sort of like sexy sort of half gay vampire, whose right. lead is so funny and good. His delivery is so perfect. Um, He's great. And I also love his familiar. Uh, yep. It, this show, Guillermo. Yeah, I am loving. I this show so far. love
1: the emotional vampire and the, their so fight that they have, like the one in the first one that the girl who the girl vampire who feeds oh, off Nadia. pity and.
0: Oh wait, oh that's not. God. Is that Nadia? No,
1: no, it's not. Oh, okay. It's the other woman. They finally break up, but okay. he meets her at, at the office because she's the one that's like telling all the stories that, I'm that I'm make that people. <laughs> Oh, it's very... It's like in the second or third episode.
0: Okay. I've only watched one episode.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. Never mind. You have something really good coming. We'll just get
0: there. I've only watched one episode and I... Am so hooked! I think it's so funny. I oh, I'm I can't glad wait to keep watching it. I really um, want
1: you to watch the movie. I really do. It's great.
0: I've also been watching Central Park on Apple TV. This is the people behind Bob's Burgers, uh, plus a bunch of sort of uh, musical Broadway people that I don't know, but I'm sure our musical theater fans out there know. Um, this show is very sweet and very funny, and is a crazy like cast of everybody from like. Um, Kristen Bell, who's now off the show. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, Josh Gad, who I, I've talked recently about, I hate that fucking snowman, but he's really funny in this show. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr. Uh, Kristen, uh, Han, what's her name? Catherine Hahn. Catherine Han. Um, it, this show is... I think some of it may have to do with having lived in New York for as long as I did. It's very sweet. It understands the soul of Central Park. It sort of understands the soul of New York. The songs are really catchy. The jokes are fantastic. I kind of liked Bob's Burger, and I always kind of keep trying to work my way through it. But this show is just, it grabbed me much more quickly. The the writing is brilliant. Uh, Stanley Tucci plays a crazy little short squat, um, crazy heiress woman who's trying to turn the park into a bunch of condos. So he's frequent, Stanley Tucci is frequently singing in very silly falsetto in the role of this short squat uh, spinster lady. (laughs) <laughs> um it is brilliant it's really funny the second episode slight like spoilers for central park involves all the roller skaters of central park and basically how the guy that sort of runs the park has uh you know put on too many rules for the skate group which includes things like you know um i don't know it's like don't litter but it's also like don't skate too aggressively and they're just sort of like this is our culture it's it's so good i love this show so much um i really recommend it uh it's the only thing on apple tv that i'm currently watching so
1: I hey apple thinking, tv apple you got TV. one yeah <laughs> defending jacob fuck yeah uh
0: this show's great i i recommend it you have to like musical theater and even if you don't there's also a whole thing Kristen bell's character is um biracial she's the daughter of the park manager let's she, talk about that in a minute yeah let's talk about that now let's just do it okay she and um, Jenny Slate have uh, left their shows and somebody else or those maybe, are the only two I knew about the only but- two but um they have left their shows uh, for playing biracial characters that obviously could have been voiced by uh, people of color and I applaud them for that I think it's yep. awesome um, They're also very funny in these roles, and I kind of wish they'd just create new characters somehow, like rather than just sort of switch the voices. But what are your thoughts on that?
1: I mean, this is very much like trans parts to trans actors. Um, When it truly is a flat playing field, then actors are actors. But it's not a flat playing field, so I I feel like. I wish they hadn't been given the roles to begin with. Um, as much as I know they are both incredibly talented, they are also both not lacking for work. Um, so I, I wish it hadn't been short-sighted in the first place. And, uh, I think they are both doing the right thing and giving up these roles and I am glad they are doing it. Yes. Do I hope they voice other characters on, on these shows later? Absolutely. um, But I applaud it and I wish that it hadn't had to happen in the first place because we're not, we're supposed to be better than this.
0: Yeah. And as Um, much as I would love for this character on Central Park to just like have a new voice and I'm sure I'll get used to it. I'm like, ah, like, you know, I sort of wish they could just create a new character, but they can't, it's the main character's daughter. So it's like, that doesn't really work either. Um, But yeah, I agree. Did the right thing. Shouldn't have happened in the first place. Yeah. They will be fine. second <laughs> exactly. three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, finally, I wanted to play a song from an album that I am loving. I've talked about, I, I looked up the last time I talked about this band was in January 2020. God, when they dropped the first single from this thing. Remember that time in January? when no. we all just thought the year was going to be like a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I remember in February being like, oh, come on, stop cleaning the counter.
0: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> My hands are getting dry from washing them so much. Heim uh, has pushed back this album a few times. Uh, they are a band of three sisters. Um, they are very LA. They are very indebted to uh, sort of 70s rock. Um, their couple last albums have leaned into kind of eighties and early nineties R and B I've always liked it, but I've always liked it more when they've done sort of their real love, which I think they've talked about in plenty of interviews to sort of Joni Mitchell and Fleetwood Mac. And, um, mostly those two, um, but they've never been comfortable just limiting to that. I think they've tried to connect kind of singer songwriter threads through from the seventies all the way till now. Um, the new album is called Women in Music, Part 3. It's their third album. It's kind of funny that the first two albums weren't called that. They sing a bit about sexism in the music industry. Um, and my favorite song from this album that just came out uh, is called I've Been Down, which I think we can all relate to. Um, let's just play a little bit of that. Uh, I've Been Down. I've been running around town, feeling up and down. Taped up the windows at the house, but I ain't dead yet. Would you even pick me out in the crowd? Cause I can't recognize myself now And I'm turning away. That's from Haim's new album, Women in Music, Part 3, I've Been Down. Uh, it's a great song. I love it. Should we get into our main topic? Yeah, let's do it. Okay um disclosure is the new netflix documentary about trans representation sort of covering the history of tv and movies uh from way back to silent films to you know pose a show that we love and have talked about here it is co-produced by laverne cox it is directed by i didn't write this down sam somebody i'm a terrible person who is a trans director um it stars um, in many interviews people like Alexander Billings, Lily Wachowski, Elliot Fletcher, and also Laverne Cox is
1: Jen Richards. That,
0: right? Um Jen Richards, I mean I felt thought... like
1: she owned this movie, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. She was so great.
0: <laughs> what did you think of disclosure?
1: I really liked this movie. <laughs> um, this documentary movie, film, whatever you want to call it. Um specifically, I know I just gave away my my big takeaway here but Jen Richards who was in one of my favorite properties of last year Mrs. Fletcher and played the writing teacher man she said so many really wonderful things I am going to um, tweet out a bit of film that I watched this with Parker that when she was talking about why it is important for trans actors to play trans roles because when cis males play them, it actually sort of perpetuates violence and aggression against trans people. It nailed exactly Parker's, what he's been trying to articulate and what I've been trying to hear and share with other people for so long about trans roles for trans actors and a different reasons besides just the playing field isn't level. And she is just so brilliant and wonderful. And look, everybody in this movie, when they talked had something very interesting to say, but I just thought that Jen Richards was a voice that I haven't heard a lot from. And I really loved hearing her really, really thoughtful and insightful insights into why these things are important and slightly different takes on, Hey, have you thought about it this way? And, uh, when she talked about, and I know we will get to it, but when she talked about silence of the lambs, the way that she talked about it was coming out to one of her friends and the own. And he said, Oh, like Buffalo bill to her. You're a trans person like Buffalo Bill, like a serial killer, like a murderer, because that was the only thing he had to compare it to. And it didn't occur to him to pull that thought back.
0: And this is somebody that she liked.
1: Yes. They're still friends. Right. You know, and that's. Wow. And she she didn't seem angry when she told this story.
0: (laughs) Yeah, She was fantastic.
1: Oh, I, I just thought she was so great. I loved it so much. Yeah. What did you think?
0: I loved it too. I mean, it's uh, it's sort of a, you know, whatever, easy gotcha. Like it's just, right. uh, if you've listened to us on this podcast before, you know, we generally, we're going to be in this thing's corner. Um, it is very good. It I love the fact that uh, Laverne Cox is sort of a main figure in this. I think it does lean very heavily into trans people of color in a way that they certainly could have done something different and they decided to go that way. And I really think there's a really amazing intersectional sort of message driving that home. I also, Laverne Cox, I mean, we've loved her. We always thought she was amazing. She's such a rock star in this thing. She's just so like, just amazingly impassionate, but like she's wow. Impassioned, not impassionate. That's a strange word. She's passionate. And kind, and so thoughtful, and so smart, um, and I really did like Jen Richards. Um, she really impressed me. I also really thought, um, you know, Alexandra Billings from Transparent yes. had a lot to say. Um, it was fascinating seeing all of the early uh, sort of representations that we have sort of forgotten about. We sort
1: of—I didn't forget about Dirty Sexy Money.
0: Well, no, I'm talking about, silent films.
1: Right, I know. The only reason I say that is because the last name of the characters was Darling, so...
0: Right. Candace Kane is also terrific. Um, She's awesome. Yeah, but there was a very... There was a good amount of, like, early stuff around sort of psychotic trans characters. Oh, yeah, crazy. Way back from
1: silent films. Fucking Um, D.W. Griffith, man. Yeah. That guy's got a lot to account
0: for. Right, um, so I, I learned a lot through that um, and it, it moves through stuff. And I, I liked that it ends up being sort of celebratory of, of the, how far we've come and how great things like pose are and transparent. And it really does kind of celebrate uh, right. recent changes and still acknowledging that we have a long way to go. Right. Um,
1: I liked that it made itself accessible by not being angry yeah, because look, there's plenty of shit to be angry about, and trans people have the right to be super, super angry. Totally, Much, you know, Jen Richards had the right to still be angry at that person that said that to her, but instead to say, here, instead, let's all embrace and celebrate, and we can all, prive you know, we can all still be angry, but also come look and see who we are so that you don't make those mistakes again. And we will forgive you your transgressions when you see the wealth of beauty that we have to offer. That's a good way to put
0: it. Yeah. I I liked
1: that it was about, we forgive you for being ignorant. Don't do it again. Look what we have. And I really liked that.
0: That's so well put. And I think one of the things that it also challenged me on were movies that I, love and have defended and you know it it pushed me a little bit to feel like okay you know i never thought of that and the movie uh, yeah we'll get into the specifics but some of these movies are things that you know made me think about gender and made me think about sort of inklings of like trans experience before i even necessarily knew what they were but seeing people talk about how they hurt them, like you mentioned with Jen Richards, you're like, oh, like I get that this could have been read totally differently by a trans person. And yet I'm also thankful that it started a conversation in my head, at least. And I think the movie does a good job of challenging sort of that, that notion for these sort of commonly accepted sort of good movies about trans representation and what they might've felt like for those people, but also, recognizes that they sort of got you thinking about things.
1: I mean, yeah, um, look. Boys don't cry is a great movie. It is a technically fabulous movie. It is incredibly well acted. It's very moving. It's well written. I can see how if that was the only movie you had as a trans as a trans as a young trans man, That it would be traumatizing (laughs) and you had nothing else to see. You had no Theo Germain in Work in Progress. You had no Stay Gold by Tobey McSmith. All you had was this boy being raped and murdered for being trans. That would be so hard. And then to see it be exalted and, oh, look, I like trans people because I watched this movie. Right, I can see how that would be hard where this isn't my only story why don't we have stories of glory why don't we have stories of hope and stories of just oh look there's a trans person over there and it's not a big deal you know I think
0: it's like boys don't cry as a queer person seeing that movie in the 90s I believe Um, it to me was like oh this is the wider community this is when the T started to be an LGBT and it hadn't sort of been before that and i sort of remember feeling like yes i wrap my arms around showing to people the humanity behind this character um i completely understand why for some people it's like
1: oh absolutely, you know, especially
0: younger people watching it now it might feel like uh that made me feel horrible but at that right. time it felt like hey Gay tragedy is also like, you know, gay male tragedy is also often trans tragedy. It's
1: also tragedy we and we need to care. Yeah. Exactly. So, exactly. But yeah. when it when those are the only stories that are being told are these totally. like, you know, blood in the streets right. and these when that's all you have is the grief and the pain and the yep. blood. Yeah. It's like you don't have the love simons. Because you don't,
0: at that point, you know, by the time Boys Don't Cry came out, I already had my like other gay representation. And so right. that's a difference right there. It's like there were right. increasingly more kinds of stories and voices and right. you know, it's that's so true. It's so important. Silence of the what... Lambs, man, right. I don't know that I want to watch that anymore. <laughs> like a, that documentary really just like turned me on that movie a bit. It just it so makes its case clearly for how that movie lay sort of it also
1: does give it credit for like much like most of these movies these are all good i mean except for the last one that we're going to talk about i know it's many beloved people's movie it's not my thing but every other movie that we're talking about here they are all fine films they are all incredibly well acted and you know i'm not ever going to turn my back on fucking jodie foster parker the other day was like Mom, you have a crush on Jodie Foster. I was like, well, uh, duh. Who
0: doesn't? That's ridiculous not to. Uh, I mean, is another movie they talk about a lot. Yeah. I mean, Tootsie is, it has its problems. It is dated. It is 100% straight men reaching across the divide around gender. It's barely about anything trans right. in a way. It's sort of funny that they even, like, sort of talk about it. But it is also, like sort of right, our early mainstream inklings of understanding sort of gender uh, difference. Um, But it, yeah, I don't know. It's so interesting to think about. Um, Yentl, I I found a lot of the thoughts about Yentl really fascinating because that's a movie that I don't think I've ever made it all the way through. (laughs) I I really hated that movie,
1: I'm sorry.
0: So self-aggrandizing and just, I don't love the songs, but sort of looking at sort of what she was trying to do was sort of interesting. I don't know. It made me want to like revisit a little bit because I hadn't really thought about it in that way. Um, and I don't know that she 100% thought about it that way. Um, Danish Girl, obviously, I don't know. P- people come down hard on the Danish Girl and I know a lot of that has to do with the acting. I think that movie actually is going to age better yeah. than a lot of people think. Yeah. Yeah, you don't. I don't know.
1: I've never seen it.
0: Oh, I'm interesting. not an Eddie okay.
1: Redmayne person.
0: I mean, I'm not either. And also just... The casting itself, I mean, it's just, it's problematic and it was too late. I do want to call out one more good thing before we go into the one fucking terrible thing about this. Uh, (laughs) Not this movie, but the things that they call out. Uh, I loved the image of a fantastic woman, which you and I saw and talked about on the podcast. Parker, too,
1: he super reacted to this. Of her
0: struggling against the wind and just trying to just push. And I'd sort of forgotten that image from yes. the movie and it reminded me how great I think that movie is and yes. what a powerful encapsulation of what that feels. Uh, Parker
1: just, reacted both to that and the sensei's eight footage. He loved sensei. It was it maybe I want to go watch sensei. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, fantastic woman. I revisit it. Remember how much we loved it. And yeah. yeah. Who,
0: so who was missing from this as far as trans voices? I mean, there were definitely, I mean, we didn't talk like, to
1: Theo Germain. Right. We saw him for a second, but we yeah. didn't talk to him, and he's awesome. Um, lots of the Pose people we didn't talk to, which would have been interesting. Um, right, I would have liked to hear uh, heard from the woman who plays Angel. Why can't I think of her name?
0: Uh, Rodriguez, right?
1: Yes, yeah. yes. Um,
0: MJ. Yeah, no, no, no. no. MJ um, Rodriguez is in it, and we Sorry, did talk to MJ Rodriguez. Um, yeah,
1: I, I. I found the the conversation around uh, Caitlyn Jenner fascinating. Um, that was really fascinating. Yeah,
0: made me want to yeah. watch the show. Frankly,
1: yeah, exactly. When yeah. I mean, cause just to, I want to hear Jen Richards talk more now, and that then uh, now that I know she was on that show, I want to watch it because man, I think she's brilliant. So, I yeah. I think you know, I'm sure they. They did a very good job of encompassing lots and lots of voices. Um, I would have been somewhat interested to hear some just plain non-binary people yeah. uh, who are under that umbrella that just to kind of hear their thoughts on because they're very underrepresented in media as well. The non-binary thing aside from Asia, Kate, Dylan, you just don't see a lot of they, thems, you know, totally you don't see true. a lot of NBs. Um, yeah. And I would have been interested to see that a little bit. You only have so much time. Exactly. And I think they did a great job and I'm not knocking them down, but I want, I wish this was something where, okay, now almost it was a a, a series. This right? is our start stepping off. It felt point. Short. Now let's, I wanted to watch yeah, way more of this. I did yeah. too. Yeah. Now let's have a whole episode on, on NB on right. you know that type of thing. And totally. then I mean, let's, you know let's dig in let's get real specific right um, i would have been interested in that maybe they will i don't know but i would yeah. be interested just to see it happen
0: totally um man all right so one last thing we got to go out on one movie that there is no ambiguity about and i've never seen this movie i don't know if you have i'd have I had seen, seen it.
1: it because my little sister really liked it as a as like a tiny tot as like a 5 year old Ace Ventura pet detective nope i I don't
0: know whether there's something I'm missing in the context. I love that somebody in the thing tried to say they were critiquing homophobic. I read some article, I think I, cause I was like, this could not have been actually in a movie <laughs> there. Ace oh, Ventura yeah. has scenes of him barfing after he discovers the Sean Young
1: character. For like
0: five minutes. Trans for like five minutes. It is, yeah. it is shocking. <laughs> I just was I don't know. I just didn't know. And I'm very happy that Jim Carrey has gotten a little more woke, but I hope he's apologized the fucking house down for that movie. I don't know. That is yeah. insane.
1: Yeah, uh, paint and a uh, paint an apology picture now, my friends. Right? You're a good painter. Wow. Make it happen. It is <laughs> it is
0: disgusting.
1: <laughs> no, it's it's horrifying. <laughs> yeah,
0: it, is, it really made me like yeah. I just was like I can't imagine being trans and watching that. It's like the top I movie, thought it was incredibly
1: that's... poignant when Zeke talked about. Right. And this was my favorite movie.
0: Yep. No, no, I thought Zeke's, and, Zeke, what's his last name? Zeke Smith? Zeke from Survivor was really Survivor. strong yeah. too.
1: Yeah. Uh, and uh, I've recently heard Zeke and his boyfriend who is on a Superstore on a podcast and they are delightful, both of them. Oh, nice. And um, it was very poignant to have him say... And yeah. this was my favorite movie. This was who i had. this is how I thought of myself, and, and this, I'm glad this, he's just taught me early.
0: so out I mean, I didn't watch Survivor, but I feel like kind of so much of the dialogue was about him wanting to come out on his own terms and sort of like the right. fact that that was taken away from him, and yep. I don't know how much of that was like he just didn't want to be out. I mean, I'm sure he was, but he
1: he didn't uh, mind being out. yeah the story at this point, you know the way he talks about it is I didn't want to be the trans character right. which i get this is why my son transferred high schools i didn't want to be the trans kid i just right. wanted to be the kid right he just wanted to play survivor because he loved survivor right and that got taken away from him and it got taken away from him in a way that was like you're lying because you're not telling people you're trans right and i just outed you
0: right also my one little celebrity bag brag. I played board games with him once, so that's my little slipper.
1: Right. <laughs> I met the guy that
0: you played board games with him with once. <laughs> exactly. John Roach, we're shouting at you. Um, all right, John. He's probably like, I will never share this with Zeke. <laughs>
1: and me. we got 20 on that round of trivia. Remember? Yes, Perfect abs- round. Thank abs- you.
0: Remember? Absolutely. <laughs> um, Alright, anything else you wanted to say about this? Except we loved it.
1: <laughs> we loved it. We hate Ace Ventura. Make yeah. Please make more of these. Totally. And, and Jen Richards, do everything. Come exactly. have dinner with me. Totally. Yeah. I really, I, I think it's great. Where I can they really tell think.
0: us about their favorite uh, representations or worst representations of trans pop culture or if they've seen any of the things we've talked about?
1: You can find us on Facebook. Just search for the next podcast. Write many, many things. We will respond to you or I will because uh, I check social media uh, Justin is in a social media hole because the world is on fire. Uh, you can also uh, send us an email. Remember email? It's a thing. You can do it. Motion to Knicks at gmail.com. You can tweet us or me because I'm handling the account because again, the world is on fire and Justin hates social media at the Knicks podcast. I am at Fanny V Darling on Twitter. And we'll
0: talk to you next week.
1: We'll see you next week.